Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. This week on the podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. He is a close friend of mine. He is a mentor of mine, and he is a graduate member as someone I have coached before in the past. Now, the man I'm referring to is Dinus Purins. He is a business analyst, a business advisor, and a great coach in that space, really helping business owners and entrepreneurs look after themselves and get clarity and learn to trust their gut instinct and flow more in life rather than just force their way to success. And that's really come from his own experience. Now, even if you're not a business person, you must listen to this episode because we actually rarely talk about business at all when we get together. Dinus and I have a history of talking about deep, deep conversations to do with personal development. And in this episode, we go deep into Dinus's journey over the last two years. Now, let me promise you, when I think of people who go full out when it comes to personal development, when I think of people who've been through the absolute shit and the ringer when it comes to personal development and then come out the other side, a better version of themselves, I think of this man. He is an absolute inspiration to me and it's been an honor and a privilege for me to see him step into himself and learn to love himself really over the last few months having that come together as a culmination. But it's been a two-year journey for him. So if you're someone who feels you're going through personal development at the moment and you're like, when am I going to get my result? Like this is hard work. Make sure you listen to this episode. If you're someone who feels like you're struggling to love yourself and all of your value uh, is caught up in one or two things and, and your identity is suffering, make sure you listen to this episode. There is so much value in it. And remember that like all of our episodes now, this episode is available for free in the wellness library section of Pocket Coach. Now, Pocket Coach is our new e-learning platform that gives you access to tools, strategies, techniques, and experts on how to thrive in life rather than just survive and get by. So you'll be able to access hundreds of podcasts, hundreds of blog articles, and hundreds of videos across seven different topics in life that are all designed to help you live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life. So if you're someone who just feels you're ticking the boxes of life, you're turning the wheels but not really going anywhere, you're just feeling a bit stuck in a rut, make sure you head on over, you check out Pocket Coach. The link is in the show notes for this episode. And you sign up for the Wellness Library for free. That's the best part. The Wellness Library is free to jump into. That is our gift to you. You'll find this episode in there and many, many more. So go ahead and do that and make sure you tune in for this whole episode and this incredible interview that we have coming up. Dinus, mate, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show and thank you again for taking a bit of time out of your day and your life to share your story and your experience really over the last few years. I shared with the audience before we went on today that a big part of the reason I reached out to you and invited you onto the show was when I think of people who play full out when it comes to their personal development and who have gone through quite a dramatic personal transformation, I do put you up there um, with a select few people that I really admire in their approach and their tenacity towards personal development. And I cannot wait to unpack some of that with you. But before we dive into that, I'd really love for you to take us back 
to about two years ago when you and I really first met and share, I suppose, your perspective with the audience of the man you were two years ago and some of the things that were going on for you uh, in your life and in, in your own mind and well-being. And then from there, we'll go sort of over the next two years of journey together, but rewind us and take us back to about two years ago when you and I first connected. Mm. Well, even as you're saying that, it makes me quite emotional because back then I, that guy was very driven by material things. I was very much a business person and my definition of success was, you know, love and adoration from others about my status, about money, about my, my Tesla, about my successes in business and things like that. But I found myself being motivated mostly by pain and especially when one of my companies grew really fast and then kind of exploded. I really lost, I didn't know what to do. I was just forcing myself through life. I want to pick up on, on that and dive into that with you actually, because it's something that I do feel a lot of our listeners are going to, it's almost going to be a bit of a slap in the face for them from, from life to go, Hey, a, how do you define success? Which is such a valuable question to look at. And then B, are you forcing your way through life? And I know that's something that you're quite passionate about now over the last two years, really going more from forcing your way through life to, Correct me if I'm wrong, I believe a big part of what you focus on now is flowing through life or dancing your way through life is a term I know uh, you've brought up for me before. Run me through the tipping point. Where it, like, where did it get to the point where you went, something has to change here and I think that something might have to be internal? Yeah. So like I mentioned, I built a million dollar business in 12 months, built a big team up, had my dream car, Everyone thought I was awesome. And then a series of events happened that I lost all of that. And then I went on a self-development program. I experienced a, a circle of truth where that was one of the most traumatic experiences in my life. And my identity was further crushed. And I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what my purpose was, why I should keep going. I was so self-critical and the self-judgment was amazing looking back at the sheer volume and magnitude of it that I pushed myself into state of depression, sadness, frustration. I lost hope. And there was always a part of me that I've named now relentless. And I can only talk about it now in hindsight, but he never gave up. He said, there's going to be an answer. My mind doesn't know what that is, but let's just keep searching because we are in so much pain right now that I don't want to do it like this anymore. I want to do something else. And we pushed ourselves to events. We meditated. We seeked out help, read books, did all this stuff. And then eventually, I did a three-day seminar or more like an experience with my friend MJ, his container program. And 
from there, he facilitated me for three days to come from what I like to call my king, which is my gut feeling, my intuition. And there, things changed. Yeah, I know that's where I really started seeing a dramatic shift in you as well. Obviously, I've been uh, privileged enough to be part of your journey and see part, like your journey over the last few years. And it really was this culmination effect, right? Of this continual little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. It all adds up. It starts interconnecting. And then, you know, as you said, that three-day container program can give you the space, I imagine, and the guidance and facilitation to just have all of it almost click together. And it all just made sense and you can drive from there. Talk to me about this idea because I think it's, I find it very interesting. I think our listeners will find it very interesting too. This concept of the king and you named part of yourself. uh, And even as you were talking about your journey, then you referred to it as a we, like a team thing, not I did this, but we are doing this. Run me through that. Yeah. And that's exactly what you said. It's a culmination of all the self-development that I've done in the past and all the wisdom and all the failures and lessons and experiences. And MJ was able to not necessarily teach me anything, but facilitate me to my own wisdom within me. And that's what led to the change that I realized that I am enough, that I can trust myself and listening only to my mind will only get me so far. And so he made this concept really clear to me, which I'm about to explain. And you can see it throughout a lot of different things, like the hero's journey, Alison Armstrong's book, The Amazing Development of Men, and different things like that. And what I've come to realize, also the movie Inside Out, there's all these different parts of me. For my whole life, I actually thought I was really only my mind. But now I've come to understand that I believe I'm a three-part being and that's what I experience. I experience my mind and my thoughts, my body and my emotions and my soul, my spirit, my intuition, my gut feeling, whatever you'd like to call it. And I've been living most of my life from my mind. And now I've been invited and gifted with living bottom up. So living mostly from my king and the metaphor that I was taught is that I am a kingdom and there's all these different parts and people and things inside the kingdom and there's a throne. And for my life, I've had my mind in the throne running the kingdom. And he's very, very logical, very analytical, very smart, but he lacks wisdom and he's more like a supercomputer. And so now MJ helped me get my intuition onto the throne. And so now when I say we, well, there's a part of me that gets angry. There's a part of me that's fear. There's a part of me that is not enough. And all of these parts of me, I didn't realize we were all on the same team that deep down, every one of them loves me, cares about me and wants to keep me safe. They don't want to harm me, but they don't know any other way. Fear only knows fear. And just today I was facilitating someone and his fear told him to leave his home country and go to a new country and explore these things. He didn't want to be X in his country, but 
But now his fear debilitates him. And now he fights against it and pushes it away. And I found when I'm talking to these different parts of me, when I fight with them and push them away and try to kill them, kill the part of me that's fear, let's say, well, it reacts like anyone would react when you try to kill them. It gets louder and fights back. And then the fear grows. Now in this process, thanks to my meditation, thanks to my awareness, thanks to many other things, I'm able to sit with the fear, have a conversation with it and say, man, why do you exist? And he's like, well, man, I want to keep you safe. I, you know, I want to keep us all safe. And I'm like, why do you want to do that? Because I fucking love you. And I'm like, ah, oh. and then I slowly brought all the members of my kingdom back inside the walls. And I realized we're all on the same team. And then I could love myself again. And we could work together. And now life is beautiful. I'm coming from a place of flow because we're all in the same team. Yeah, I suppose it, it really highlights. I love that analogy because it highlights, as you said, the A, they all have a role and a purpose. Every part of us, every feeling we experience, and mind, body, soul, it's all got a purpose and a role to play. And the real struggle I find in people, I find this in coaching, and it's really cool to hear that you've found a similar experience, is the real struggle comes when we start trying to fight them. I know the saying we use is what we resist will persist. Um, and so much research has shown that from so many different fields. And there really is this sense of self-acceptance, of compassion and curiosity instead of judgment. I love that you mentioned the, okay, fear, where are you coming from? Why are you here? Like, I will hear you out. Like, I, I will give you some space to voice what's going on, fear, because I could learn something from it. And I also know if I just fight you, it's going to not end well for anyone. I think there's that real beautiful approach you mentioned through that, that, that part, of, part of the ability to give yourself that space and give yourself the permission to be curious and compassionate with the parts of yourself and mind, body, and soul and different feelings, part of that practice was meditation. Talk to me about that journey because I talk about meditation a lot and I could not tell you how many people I come across that just go, look, I've been trying meditation for a while. I'm, I'm not getting anything out of it. It's just not for me. It's not, it's not a thing, right? And I, I thought that for ages. I do think it's something that, like any other skill, takes time to practice. Run me through your experience with meditation. Cool. Great question. So I... Last year, invested in a nine-week self-development program that cost me $50,000, which is a huge amount of money for me. It's a lot of skin in the game. Yeah. Part of that was my mentor at the time told me to meditate. It would help me on my experience. And so I started because I've just put all this money down. I'm like, I ain't going to do this half-assed. And I started and it was horrific. It was terrible. I was like, what's the point of this? This is ridiculous. There's no point. And I kept asking him and we joke about it now because I'm currently on like a 370 day streak, but I stayed committed to it. And it wasn't until about day 77 that I started to feel some benefits. And so, yeah, that's, that's a long time for some people to stay committed. But because I had so much money in the game, I did. And I've stayed committed since because how this affects the kingdom and has greatly impacted my life. And I would say that it is one of the single most greatest investments I've ever made to myself is that 
I have literally become a fish that is aware of water around me. And before I had no clue. (laughs) Well, it's this level of awareness. It's like, how do you tell another fish that it's in water without taking it to air? But the, the difficulty is for me to take you there, it's a journey and you won't believe me. And then I'll just go and you'll think I'm dead. But if you were to experience the air, your whole world will change forever because my whole life I thought, well, I didn't know it was water, but I just lived in this thing, in this place. And then if I was to experience air, which I have now, it's like, wow, there's a, there is, the matrix is real. Wow. My whole life wasn't the way that I thought it was. And my whole perspective changed. So that's one thing. The level of awareness allows me to disassociate from my feelings and my thoughts and look back on them and be like, oh, okay, well, does that serve me? How do I want to deal with that, for example? And that's what it really ties into this concept of the kingdom. When I'm having these conversations, let's say, and you can imagine it, I'm a king and I've got a court in front of me. And let's say the person that feels like we're not enough all the time comes in and the person that's loved comes in and they talk. Well, thanks to meditation, I don't get fully associated with either of those people. Because if I get fully associated, I become highly emotional and then I can't work together and meditate or facilitate something great. Mm. And this meditation allows that awareness, that, that space for that conversation to take place within me because it's all within my mind. It's all within me. And without the meditation, that space is really, really shaky and, and, it's, it's very close and everyone's kind of just smashed together. It's like trying to mediate two people who are face to face. Well, it, it doesn't go that well and it fully gets associated and everyone's uncomfortable, but now I can breathe. It's like my room, I've turned it into this really big courthouse and it's really comfortable and everyone's got refreshments there and all this stuff. And now people can talk and feel like they're really heard and understood and seen. And from there, magic can happen. Healing can happen. And that's why the meditation has been so impactful to my life in more ways than just those two, but those two are are the probably the most meaningful. And it's really cool to hear that, as you said, to get to that stage, it wasn't an overnight thing. It was a lot of, I, I always joke with people, mate, that true personal development is like climbing Everest in the sense that it sucks for a lot of the way and it hurts and there's slip ups and you get punched in the face and things go wrong and you probably get sick. And then, and it's for these moments of glory, these moments of like, Oh my God, look at that view. Or, Oh my God, I can't believe we're at this camp or maybe at the summit. Uh, And even when you get to the summit, you got to get yourself back down. Right. So it's an ongoing journey. And if we look at anything that's good for us in life, let's even look at exercise, going to the gym, you don't go to the gym once and then expect to feel great. In fact, if anything, you're probably going to feel shit the next day because you're going to be sore. And then you've got to keep building, building, building. It's the same with anything financially. You don't invest some money into something and be like, right, is it coming back into my account tomorrow with friends? No, again, it's consistent, consistent, (laughs) consistent until it brings returns. It's the same with ourselves mentally and, and personal development. I think your story really highlights that. I'd love to know, Obviously, with the last few months being this culmination effect, this puzzle piece has been together in this rapid 
growth moment for you that the year and a half or the nearly even two years leading up to that, were there any times when you were really like, I just, I can't do it anymore. Like, what is the point of all this personal development? This hurts. I can't continue. Mm. There were a couple of times where I would repeatedly say to myself that I wish we could just restart this game Mm. and just push a button because I've ruined my character. There's nothing we can do with him anymore. We took all the wrong decisions and I just prayed that if anyone was out there, I promise I'll do it right this time. I, I won't fuck this guy up again. And there was times where I was like, really, the the main motivator was my (laughs) mum, that I don't want to leave her and leave her alone or leave her needing anything. And then then it was just still so much pain because I had to do all these things. And I would just lay there in frozenness of a state of procrastination and yeah. Thank you so much for for sharing that, not only with with me, but our listeners. I can really tell um, it's a tough thing to revisit and to look at and to take full ownership of and and I want to honor that you, you know, you allowed yourself to go there and to look at that. And thank you for sharing with me. My follow-up question was going to be, if there were times, what was it that got you through? And I'm really glad that you share that where you're like, you know, just focusing on, on my mom and not wanting to leave her alone and continually moving forward. It's a credit to you, mate. It really is. Cause it, you could have just as easily gone, screw this, I'm out. And I'm glad that you didn't. I'm glad that you made, the decision consistently to continue taking one step in front of the other, even when those steps hurt. I know one of the times that was really confronting for you and and difficult in your personal development journey. And I do want to touch on if it's okay with you, because I feel a lot of, a, a lot of our listeners have either been in this space or are in this space or are about to go into this space where everything you hinge your identity on is suddenly gone. And it's like, I've spent my whole life building this idea of who I am and where my value lies, be it a a career position and then the career's gone, be it being a parent and then the kids move out of home or touch wood, something terrible happens and the kids pass away, be it, you know, being a husband and then you're in, there's a divorce or be it, you know, we create these all eggs in one basket senses of self. And I know that you went through the basket hitting the ground and all the eggs shattering at the same time, (laughs) right? Talk to me about that and the process of not only putting yourself back together with that, I'd say rebuilding yourself stronger and more holistic. If we're going to use the same analogy, putting the eggs in multiple baskets, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's right. That basket got shattered. And yeah, 
I guess the way I was raised and the way that I got love from my parents was to achieve academically. And as a child, I obviously wanted love from my parents and they had produced an achiever. And so I was kind of on this course of, of achieving through my life and that was my identity. And I kept achieving and being successful in whatever I was doing. And my identity very much came around that. And I idolized hustlers and grinders and business people, etc. But like you're saying, it's just an identity. Mothers have it. Everyone has it. I had my, with, the Tesla was part of it. It was just part of that whole identity of success. And then I thought I was this and I thought people respected me for this. And then that circle of truth happened and I realized how much I've actually been hurting everyone with the way that I was. And that was a big part of the basket dropping. And yeah, then I'll never forget that time you coached me. That was a good point when you said, who are you? Who are you without the Tesla? I laugh about it now, but I also get sad because it symbolizes where I was at. And as I was saying it to you, and I said this to you and I said, I'm nothing, I'm weak. Um, what's the, yeah, I'm just nothing. And as I was saying it, part of me was like, dude, why the hell are you saying that? And I did say that because I knew that's the core belief. That's the main belief. And I trusted you with that. And yeah, that was, that was the part of the identity. And then what happened was all of that, let's say was taken away from me. And so I was forced to figure out who I was actually. And there's a great book, the untethered soul and meditation will teach this, that who are you really? Is it your name? Is it your story? But really it's none of that. It all gets, keeps going down into your awareness. That's really all that I am. And from there, I let go of those things mostly because I had to, and then I had to, or I got to find myself again. And I realized a lot of things. And for me, they were that I am love. Mm. I am a funny dude, whether the world thinks it or not, I think I'm hilarious because then I stopped managing people's perceptions and I met myself very, very quickly. I was like, Oh, so this is what I would do if nothing mattered. Mm. And then I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. Well, this dude ain't that bad. Like he's all right. And I started to be like, oh, and then I started to love myself. Well, especially after that container program, then I, I healed myself and I realized that my mind, which was my, you know, part of my ego, the identity stuff, it's just like, dude, he would, I forgave him. I was like, man, you were just doing your best. You didn't know any better. Man, I, I don't go around doing dumb shit because I like doing dumb shit. I just didn't know any other way to provide for my mum. And, and now I've been shown another way. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm all ears and I'll do it. And I'm doing that now and I'm loving myself in the process. And I am just being. And from the state of being, then I do things and then I can have things. I was living my whole life in the doing and having. Having a Tesla will make me do things that a successful person would do and then I would be successful. And now I'm living bottom up. I'm just being. And whoever that is, I don't know. It doesn't matter. There's no label for that. Man, I'm here regardless of what the world thinks about me, 
when I die, whenever, like I'm just being this guy right now. That's who I am. And, and now that I love myself and know myself deep down, yeah, I just want to do good things, whatever good means, but I just want to come from a place of love. And that's who I am. And that's who everyone is. But sometimes like I did, we get lost in managing people's perceptions because ultimately if we don't do all those things, we'll think that no one will love us and we're not enough and we'll die because who wants to be alone? And you know, this Declan, you've taught me that, that back in the day, if you're alone, you will die. And so it's still wildness and things like that. Yeah. I want to really draw Alison's attention to particular sentences in there, which I think was so profound that I want to make sure it doesn't slip past their attention. When you stop managing everyone else's perceptions, you get to meet yourself. That is incredible. And obviously so aligned with everything I believe in and teach with our movement at BU, right? We do believe the greatest gift you can give yourself, your loved ones, the world as a whole is to just be you, like be who you're meant to be, whatever that looks like for you. And that idea of when we're not spending all of our focus and mental energy and emotional energy trying to handle what everyone else thinks of us, we get to actually get to know us is beautiful. And I, now mate, I could, it was funny coming into this uh, interview, obviously we have a, a mutual friend in, in Josh Devon who avid listeners of our podcast will know from a few episodes ago when I interviewed him, he's uh, our head of marketing at BU. He's like, you may need a double episode for this interview. And we laughed and joked about that, but it, it does seem that way because I can't believe it. We're actually nearing the end of the interview now. And there's so much more I want to touch on, but I also see so much value in what we have touched on. So uh, I know our audience is going to get tons out of it. Mate, I know you're disinclined from giving advice to anyone else because you're not them and you're not living their life. You can only speak mm. from your own experience. But if I was to put you on the spot and say, if there is someone listening to this who's like, man, I get this guy. That's where I'm at. Like my self-worth is so hinged on these external things. I'm so busy managing other people's perceptions that I don't really know who I am or what I want in life. Genuinely, like I'm just putting on the mask. Or maybe they've gone through the process of they've just lost their identity. Like their basket of eggs has hit the ground and shattered. Let's say someone's listening to this and they're really resonating with your story. Speaking only from your experience, if you had 30 seconds with them, what would you tell them or ask them? Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, since I've only got 30 seconds with them, I'd probably tell them deep down, I want you to ask yourself, do you believe in yourself? And if you don't, why not? And I want you to sit with that until you figure it out. And I want you to meet everything with love and embrace it and love yourself because you are enough. Everybody is. And you're going to be okay. The stories, the environment that we grew up with wasn't exactly our choice. But now we have a choice. Just be with yourself. Meditate, be silent, and listen to what you're saying and love it. And eventually, the more love you give, every hate will turn into love too. And reach out to Declan or me or someone. You're not alone. That's the big thing. You're not alone. Mate, thank you so so much again for being so open and honest and real and vulnerable throughout this podcast i 
mean it from the bottom of my heart when I say that I'm grateful to view you not only as, um, you know, obviously a graduate member of someone I've worked with, view you as a mentor who's helped me a lot in my journey personally and professionally, but also view you as a very close friend. And so from, from a friend to another friend, it means the world to me to have seen how far you've come. It means the world to me that we get to have this conversation today. It means the world to me that I'm able to give some form of platform for you to share your story and your experience and, and your wisdom with our listeners, because I am so, so certain that they're going to get so much value out of this and people already have just by listening this far. Um, thank you so much again, mate. I really do appreciate it. You're so welcome. Declan, everything you've done for me. And it's just so funny that I've realized why your name is the way it is, BU Coaching. And I'm like, yeah, that makes heaps of sense now. Right. Perfect. <laughs> hey, you're not the only one. <laughs> and for those listening, if you've never realized why this is called BU with Declan Edwards, there's your final light bulb moment for this episode. <laughs> well, once again, we've been joined today by my good friend, Dinus Purins. Make sure you reach out to him. I'll be putting some links in the show notes so you can connect with him and follow his journey as he continues his journey of personal growth and development. Um, he's an incredible guy and I'll vouch for him when he says he's funny. I do think he does put some funny things up as well. So <laughs> definitely reach out and connect with him. And mate, thank you once again for being on the show. Awesome. Thanks, Declan. Once again, that was Dinus Purins on the podcast on BU with Declan Edwards. I'm so grateful that he shared his story and allowed himself to go deep. As I said at the start, this is a man who I really look up to when it comes to his own personal development journey. And I'm glad we had the opportunity to share some of that with you today. If you would like to connect with Dinus more, there are links in the show notes for this episode. Reach out and follow him and connect with him. And don't forget to take action on some of the things you learned today. Dinah shared some beautiful and profound messages throughout this interview, but they're not going to do any good for you if you don't action them, if you don't apply them. Now, if accountability is something that you struggle with a little bit, don't forget you can jump onto the wellness library and jump onto Pocket Coach and get access to all of these incredible tools and resources, as well as guest experts. But also on the full version of Pocket Coach, you have the opportunity to have a personal accountability coach who keeps you on track with your personal development goals. It's something that you simply cannot miss. Like this is the difference between the people who really thrive in life and the people who are what we call self-help junkies. They just learn a lot, but they never apply it. That extra bit of accountability and tailored guidance is invaluable. And that's included in the full version of Pocket Coach, which will be coming out very shortly. In fact, by the time you're listening to this episode, it may already be out. So check it out via the link in the show notes. You'll be able to check out the full version of Pocket Coach or simply start your journey by signing up to the Wellness Library for free. But until the next time we talk, you know how we do this. Make an impact, start with self and be you. Thank you.